Hey, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy to all of my supporters, all of my subscribers, whether you are new or you have been with me since the very beginning. I'm super thankful and grateful for you. I am honored that you continue to allow me in to pour into your spirit and assist you on your journey to better. Welcome to your safe space. Guys, I am really excited about this um, energy that is coming in and the creativity that I have been receiving. Like I've really, really felt an urge to create um, episodes that really assist you on your journey to betterment in a deeper, deeper way. Um, as you all know, over the weekend, I did release some energy doses that um, brought you awareness to elements of what will be occurring energetically on a planetary way when it comes to astrology for the month of October, as we have a lot of different shifts that are occurring. And as you are on your journey to betterment in self-care, in self-evolution, it's also very aware of the dip to be aware. It's very important <laughs> to be aware of the different elements that are occurring that are assisting in the journey as well. For those of you who are not very familiar with astrology, you're kind of, you know, you, you hear, oh, I'm a Cancer. Oh, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, I'm a Pisces. And you hear these things. And that is as far as you go in the astrology energy, energy doses. I do mention a lot of different aspects when it comes to um, planets and different positions that they are entering into in different days of the month. And then I go into a breakdown of what you can, what the energy feels like and what you could possibly um, experience going from October 1st up until the 31st of October. So from, for those of you who have heard those episodes and those have given you a little bit of clarity, regardless to your sign, if you are an air sign and you have a rising in an earth sign, you may want to look at or listen to the earth sign placements as well as air signs. So whichever you are drawn to listen to and whichever you feel connects with your spirit and connects with where it is you are in life, then take it as it resonates. You don't have to force anything. It's not, it's just an informational piece. Um, but again, I will also go into probably the end of this week as we get near to this weekend is a full moon in Aries. So that's why I released the elemental energy doses so that I could give you a little bit of what to expect in the energy that is surrounding the full moon. However, we are also going to be entering in. We have a new moon that will be in Scorpio and Mercury retrograde, which will be in Scorpio as well. So I speak briefly on those with the last, um, episodes that I released. However, I will go into more detail of Mercury retrograde and the effects of that in the new moon in Scorpio um, as we get closer to those dates. So this that elemental guidance should give you a little bit more of clarity of what it is to expect and what it is that you are feeling to give you a little bit more clarity of how to navigate through. With that being said, that is one aspect of your journey that I feel is very important, but also I'm kind of geeky. So therefore I do a lot of um, 
studying a lot of research. So the things that I implement in the way that I speak and relate messages and in inner guidance to you are based on the knowledge that I've received. And not only the knowledge that I've received by what I have read, but also in my experience of what has helped and assisted me in the journeys that I have been able to embark on. Now, with that being said, I get a lot of questions when it comes to relationships and a lot of my energy doses don't focus specifically on relationships, but they can, they can, um, definitely affect any aspect of your life, be it career, be it interpersonal relationships, intrapersonal relationships, or just your self evolution. However, I also get a lot of questions when it comes to my advice. They People want my advice when it comes to relationships and people want my advice when it comes to navigating through partnerships with individuals, whether you are a man or a woman. And as honored as I feel when I'm asked that, I am no expert. I I am no expert. I navigate the relationships as many people do. However, I can honestly say I've only been in three relationships because all of my relationships have been long term. And I've had three relationships. And I say that because I'm 35. So I've had basically one relationship per decade of my life. And each of those partnerships have definitely taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about other people, taught me about how to how I would like to navigate through um, life and what type of partner I may need and the things that I also needed to work on within myself to make sure that I'm able to sustain and attract those type of partners, but also that I understand the partners that I interact with. Now, I have been in long-term relationships with a Pisces, which is water sign, and also a two air signs, Gemini and Aquarius. And... Regardless to the sign, I would say the energy behind the individuals also have a lot to do with the environment um, of which they come from and how they see the world and how they embark on their journey in the world. Me being much older, I don't there are certain things that I don't even entertain or certain things I'm not willing to navigate through with the person on their journey. So being aware and self-aware of yourself also opens doors for you to clearly understand what it is that you want and how it is that you embark on that. But also perhaps you do get a partner that you do have to work through things with. How do you do that? How do you do that without losing yourself? How do you do that in a way that is nurturing, supportive and gives people the freedom to be who they are as they grow on their journey as well? So on these energy daily doses, I will continue to give you the daily energy doses as I've been giving you, but also I will um, include in certain episodes, also different enlightenment, different ways to navigate through your relationships, because there are a lot of people, I get a lot of questions about relationships and how, you know, why they can't sustain one, why this person does the things they do. This person doesn't show you the love that you want, or this person doesn't fulfill your needs in the way that you want. And what I have understood and what I've learned to grasp is most people don't even know what it is that they desire in a relationship until they're in the depths of one. And that is really, really dangerous and toxic because 
it's unfair for you to put yourself in any situation where you are really just going with the flow and winging it when it comes to your emotions, mental state, your spirituality, all of those things. And it's unfair for you to embark on a journey in a relationship with another person and you don't know what fulfills their needs and you don't care because it's you go into a relationship self-focused. And that is what I've noticed about a lot of people. It's like, Whereas for me personally, I've always been the type to go into relationships like how can I help that person? How can I fix that person or how can I fix a situation? And as good as that feels sometimes to be the person who can navigate and fix the depths of things, it also is draining and toxic as well in ways because you're not supposed to go into a partnership as a fix it person. You you shouldn't go into a situation thinking you have to pick apart parts of an individual to make them into who you want them to be. It's about knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are, but also embracing the strengths and weaknesses of another individual. So while a lot of people may be on this journey to receive incredible love, they I feel like there is an um, intense energy that is coming around where people are really about to connect with what it is that they desire. They really are connecting with true, true divine partnerships. They are embarking on successful relationships that are filled with love and they are filled with nurturing and they're filled with support and they're filled with the freedom to evolve within But the problem is a lot of people will not know how to sustain those things. A lot of times we self-sabotage because we don't we're steady trying to figure ourselves out and we're steady trying to figure out what it is that we want and need and desire. While the other person in the meantime of us trying to figure out our shit, they are going neglected. They are going unseen, unheard and unappreciated, even though you feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm present. I'm here. I'm having sex with you. I'm buying you things. But that may not be how that person receives love. That may not be how that person in um anticipates love being given or how they are able to dissect what love is and means for them. And so part of the information that I want to relate to people during the daily dose is also understanding the different parts of yourself that will create a better structure in any type of relationship Knowing your attachment type, what type of attachment do you have? And understanding these different aspects of yourself allows you the ability to know what parts of you need healing, what parts of you. It's like it's almost like uh, how how can I say this? Um, Compartmentalizing the parts of yourself that you need to work on. So. If I know that I have attachment, um, an insecure attachment or a toxic attachment to things out of fear of abandonment, then I'm going to work on those things that I need to heal from the past and be more aware of those things so that I don't put my own self-inflicted or my own embedded trauma and my own embedded issues on the other person. And that helps create a more structured understanding of what it is you need in love to feel secure what it is in you that you need based on your attachment style so a lot of people think that oh I know that I you know 
I just want somebody to be faithful to me. I want somebody to be committed to me. I just want a monogamous relationship. Well, that also goes to psychologically. What does that, what is that interpreted into for you? What is that trend? Like, what is that? What does that look like when it's transcribed in verbal ways? What is it? What is it that that means to you to be in a monogamous relationship? What does that really truly mean? And is it something that you really need? And why is sometimes people desire control in a relationship? It's not that they don't want the freedom within the relationship. They just don't want to lose control of what another person is doing in the relationship. And that's a very toxic a very toxic truth, but it is real. So I can't diagnose every single individual. Like a lot of things that I know I hear a lot of people speaking about narcissism and, oh my God, this person's a narcissist and all this. And they don't even know what a narcissist is. They don't know that everyone has a trait of narcissism because a a little bit of narcissism is required to build self-confidence, to build self-awareness, to build an esteem. However, when it becomes toxic is when it becomes a disorder. A narcissistic disorder is very toxic and there are different type of narcissistic disorders. And the problem is a lot of people, it's not a high percentage diagnosed, but that doesn't mean that those people don't exist. But a lot of people need to be aware of what it even is, what it is and what are the sub um, titles of those things? How do they look? What do they feel like? And am I a person who is exuding that type of energy. So a lot of times people are quick to point out what someone else is and is not. When a lot of times, if you do a little self-reflection, you will understand that that entity is really a mirror to what is inside of you and things that you need to heal in order for you to go forward and be a better individual and attract better for yourself. So with all that being said, um, I will further go into the discussions of love and life and how to navigate through the depths of it, all while staying on the path of self-care and the importance of that. Because I think regardless to a partnership, I think two whole individuals coming together make for a better, sustainable relationship. It's about creating a balance. It's about being able to expand what you think is your reality and what your perception of a healthy relationship is. It is about connecting to those of which you truly, truly, truly feel are in the same vicinity as you energetically. Now, one of the things that are that really helped me when it came to a relationship was absolutely Um, The five love languages. When I speak about the five love languages, understand that I'm not speaking about the basics of them in a sense. I am. But I'm also speaking about the action it takes um, to support the basics of them. When I got with my in my last relationship, one of the first things I did was write down all of my truths about myself, the good and the bad truths of myself. And that way I know for a fact I'm aware of who I am. I'm aware of what I need. I'm aware of the insecurities that I have. I'm aware of my fears. I'm aware of it. And not only am I aware of it, it's on paper. So I'm holding myself accountable for it. I can't 
be illusioned and um, be in a situation where I am being manipulated into believing I'm something that I'm not. So when it comes to relationships, we did the um, the five love languages. And honestly, it really helps you because you're able to see someone for who they are and you're able to look at the totality of a situation and look at how this person receives the communication that you're given, receives the affection that you're given. And not only are you able to understand from their perspective, but you're also able to look at yourself and see what it is that you truly desire for yourself when it comes to building a sustainable and fluid relationship. So what I'm going to do is go through the five love languages, give you a briefing of what each five love languages are and some examples of how you can blend two opposite um, love languages and how you can make them work in your in your unit. Okay, so one of the love languages, which I personally am um, is words of affirmation. And when you speak of words of affirmation, you're not speaking about just someone who likes to hear I'm pretty, you know, in some cases that may be it, but for most people, it's not just you're pretty. It's, it's a way to validate that a person is doing good or that they're seen. I will say that words of affirmation help the other person know that they're seen and it expresses level words that really help build the partner up. It helps to build their self-esteem. It helps to build up their energy and build up their frequency and build up their awareness of self and verbal compliments don't have to be deep and complicated. It doesn't have to be, Oh my God, you're like the moon and the earth or the sun. You don't have to do all of that, but It's the shortest and simplest way that mean that you're looking at me, but you're seeing me and it's more potent. So it's not the superficial words that you say. It's the words that really make me realize that you are really connecting to who I am, not just on a physical sense, but what I am internally. Um noticing someone it could be something as simple as their their nail shape changing I know when my last relationship when he mentioned that my nail shape had changed and he liked it he liked the other but he liked this as well it made me aware that he sees me that he's paying attention being that he'd never said that before it took me aback but it made me feel good that he's watching right um With a person with this type of love language, words mean a lot to them. Telling them you love them, telling them you appreciate them, telling them you're thinking about them, telling them that they make you smile in moments when you don't really want to smile or thanking them for whatever they've done for you on a sentimental level. All of those things matter so much to them. So it's super important for you when you're dealing with someone whose love language is a words of affirmation, even if that's not your love language, it's important for you to balance out how you love and versus how that person receives love, because it doesn't matter if you're used to flooring them with gifts, if gifts are not really important to them, you can give them, you can spend all the money you want on a person whose love language is words of affirmation. But if they're, if, 
if that's just your way of showing love and they are appreciative, but it doesn't connect with them, then they're going to feel like you've never told them you love them. You, you don't do anything to show them that you love them because it's not how they receive love. They receive gifts as you just being nice, but it's not reaching them to the core of, oh, this person does this because this person loves me, even though your love language could be acts of service, which is doing something or gifts, which is buying something and showering a person. That's not how they receive love. So even though that's how you show it, it's not how they receive it. Okay. Speaking of acts of service, the second um, love language is acts of service. So you may hear a person like this always say action speaks louder than words. What does that mean? So you can tell me all day long that I'm appreciative to you or that you love me. But if you're not doing something to show me that you love me, then your love is null and void. Right. So and it could be something as simple as cooking for someone, showing them that you care by doing something for them is ultimately what acts of service is doing the laundry, picking up a prescription, going out of your way to go grocery shopping, going out of your way to put the kids to bed, read the kids a bedtime story to give this person a break or without them having to ask you, without them having to give some type of signal that this is what they're needing, you're just going out of your way. And all of these done, all of these things assist with your partner understanding that this is an expression of love. You are expressing your love to them by doing things that they would normally have to ask you to do or they would do themselves because they don't want to ask you to do it. But if this is how they express love and this is how they receive love, then that would be a way to compliment your love for them. The next one, the third one is receiving gifts. Okay, this doesn't have to typically be materialistic, although sometimes it is. Receiving gifts are things and a person that has a love language of receiving gifts is a person that requires meaningful or thoughtful gifts, things that make them feel appreciated and loved and and seen or heard or just acknowledged, right? It could be something as simple as getting their favorite ice cream. They're stressed out. You know, it's that time of the month. Fellas, you know, it's the time of the month for, and you know what makes her feel better is butter pecan ice cream. So you go to the store and get her butter pecan ice cream just because you notice that her mood is off and you know that makes her smile. So that's what you do. That is a gift. That is something that you're doing um, to make her feel like you pay attention enough um, to her shifts of energy or her movements. And this is different than acts of service. Um, the acts of service are like purely helpful and taking work off of your partner's plate. Receiving gifts is basically flowering them with things that may be simple or complex, depending on the individual you're dealing with. But they're, they're actually gifts of acknowledgement, gifts of appreciation that you are giving to them doesn't have to be super expensive but it is in a gift right it's a gift fourth um is quality time now this love language is all about undivided attention this is undivided me and you time no distractions um nothing that will the disturb us from being in tune with each other. Quality time could be sitting in silence just up under each other's 
arms. It could be us watching television together. It could be us taking walks. It could be us sitting and having a conversation. It could be us cooking together. It can be us making love. It could be us just the anything that makes us connect on a deeper level. That's just me and you. That is quality time. And a lot of people have a love language that is quality time and it's ranked up high. It could be words of affirmation and quality time. It could be gifts and quality time. But either way, it's implementing the different things of their personality that make them feel appreciated, loved, cared for and helps in building the foundation of a relationship. And the fifth is physical touch. Now, this is nothing more than PDA, you know, it's, it's holding hands, it's making love, it's kissing, it's cuddling, it's, um, just touching me, letting me know whether it's rubbing my face or brushing my hair, rubbing my head or laying next to me as we sleep and helping me while I stretch, just anything that helps you touch me that makes a person feel like you are in tune with them and you're connected. That is what physical touch is in a world of love language. If a person is in a relationship and they don't feel that sexual connection or they don't feel that you are attracted to them because you don't touch them, you don't hug them, you don't hold their hand, that is a very difficult place to be in. And it can cause a person to second guess their relationship because they are not feeling the love physically. And so it's very important to understand what this means. Now, can a person have Two or more love languages. Absolutely. There are five love languages. You typically need all of them in one way, form or another. It could be in different ranks. During the five love language test, I was able to literally see that where I'm words of affirmation, number one, and my quality time was two. Um, Physical touch was three for me. The last two, of course, were acts of service and receiving gifts because those things don't really matter to me. When it came when it came to him, his was more quality time, physical touch and then words of affirmation or I mean, then acts of service. Words of affirmation was not his thing. He didn't really need that. However, that's how I show and receive love. But just because that's how I show and receive love, it's without me changing what my natural element is, is also being more conscious of how he receives. So even though I'm telling you I love you, if you're not a person that really likes to say I love you and you're not a person that really connects with just the verbal words of I love you, his mind is show me that you love me. And so you tap into that person's truth. And what is that person's truth? How do they receive love? It's not about ego. It's not about pride. It's not, well, this is what I want to do. I'm telling you, I love you. So I love you. You should just go with it. That is not going to help you in a relationship with someone who doesn't acknowledge that as a form of expression of love for them. So you have to be open to shift in what your perspective is. I don't care if the person you dealt with last was a person that understood that that's just how you show love. If the person that you're with now doesn't receive love that way, you cannot go by the same things you did with that old relationship that didn't work for obvious reasons. And then now try to implement those same things into this new relationship. You have to be able to balance and create a reality that fits the relationship that you are in. So for me, 
the five love languages is a very intricate part of evolution of a relationship because it helps you to understand another person's ability to receive and the capacity for them to give when it comes to love, appreciation, nurturing and the foundation building of a relationship. So you can say that I care about this person all day. I love this person. This person is attractive. We have a sexual chemistry that's out of this world. But when it comes to the real building and nurturing and sustaining a relationship, you have to know how this person really, really moves and maneuvers within a relationship. Okay, so. This daily dose of energy has been bringing just to bring you a little bit of clarity on the different types of love languages you may be interacting with. And the reason why your relationship could be at a standstill or you could be butting heads in a lot of different ways. If you want to shift the frequency of your relationship, tapping into that person's love language is a great way to start. It is a great way to acknowledge what it is that that person needs to feel like they are being replenished and refueled when it comes to this relationship. If this person is a words of affirmation person and every time you speak, it's an argument, it's telling them what they're not doing, it's telling them what they can't do well, then it's going to make them resentful to you. It's going to make them pull away from you. It's going to make them defensive because everything that comes out of your mouth is negative and that feels negative thinking and negative energy into them. And so they don't, they're not going to talk to you about things that they're excited about because they view you as a negative source. They're not going to feel very connected to you because everything you say is opposite of what they're needing. Even if it's something that they need to know, it's how you say everything to a person whose words of affirmation is how they receive love from you. You could think I'm telling you this because I love you. They could think, well, how you're telling me is showing me that you don't. So it's all about how you say things to a person and how you do things and how you interact with a person based on how they receive what it is that you're trying to give them, if that makes sense. So knowing this brings awareness and the ability to shift the dynamic of your relationships, especially in times when communication is needed, communication is required, but the communication that you're having is not effective. And it seems like you keep going in around and around in a circle. A lot of that is because of how you are coming off to the person that you are interacting with. Okay. So I hope that this assists you and helps you in understanding um, love languages and assisting you in your partnerships going forward on the next daily dose of energy. I will also try to give more information, um, about how to cultivate within those type of energies, but also go into different attachment types and the different uh, <clears throat> the different ways that attachment can prevent you from going forward in your life, the different types of att attachment that could be very toxic and the ones that could be very good for your relationship. OK, so this has been your daily dose of energy. I hope that this assists you in your evolution, in your relationships and partnerships. And until tomorrow, you have a great day. Bye.